Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom, singer, songwriter, author, and mother, Ellie Holcomb, is set to release her third studio LP, Canyon, in just a couple of weeks. She says that this record is about a deeper sorrow and a higher hope. Today on Connections, Ellie will share with us a little bit about the inspiration about the title song, Canyon. She'll also share with us the experience of shooting the music video for that. She'll also tell us a little bit more about some of the other songs on that album and why it's so important to have hope in this dark season. We'll hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by singer-songwriter Ellie Holcomb. She's just a couple of weeks away from releasing her third studio album, Canyon. What drew you to music to start everything off? You know, I grew up here in Nashville, Tennessee, which is Music City is what we're called. And I, my dad is a producer, so I grew up in the studios of Nashville singing background vocals from the time that I was six years old. And I got to see from a really young age hearing stories that my dad would tell about records that he made and the way that songs, the power of music to connect our stories to one another and and to this beautiful hope that there is written into the gospel story. And so I, I saw that and I caught that from an early age. Fast forward to college, I was like a bad version of Taylor Swift because <laughs> I was having my heart broken a lot at the time. <laughs> so I would sit in my dorm room stairwell and play these heartbreak songs and um, it was so beautiful because what would happen is uh, girls would end up lining the stairwell a lot of times crying. And half the time they would sit down and just because I played a song, they would tell me their story. They would say, thank you for playing that song. Let me tell you what I'm walking through. And so I learned like hands on in college that that music is a bridge builder and it connects hearts to one another. And, um, and when I figured out that I could use music to connect people, um, to, to connect with people's stories, but ultimately to connect people to the most beautiful story I know, which is the bridge building work of, of Jesus, uh, I, I kind of couldn't shake that idea. And I started writing scripture into songs and, um, it has been such a beautiful Thing to continue to be connected with other people's stories and with the story of God. Now, speaking of stories, your latest album set to be released on June 25th, Canyon. It is absolutely amazing. I've been listening to the song over and over myself, the main title track there, Canyon. Tell us the inspiration behind this. Absolutely. So I wrote the whole record, Canyon, almost the whole record um, in the wake of an EF4 tornado that tore through my Nashville neighborhood, woke me up in the middle of the night, house shaking, scariest night of my life, got my three kids down to the basement. Um, and then a week after that, um, there was all this beautiful community rebuilding that was happening. And then a week after that, all that beautiful community rebuilding felt like it got quarantined uh, because safer at home COVID restrictions were put into place. And so it just continue. I mean, we all know what last year and then even continuing into this year has been like um, so much sorrow, so much loss, both personally, globally, 
And so I am just so, so grateful in the middle of all of that loss and, and grief and lament. Um, when the numbers were lower here in the U.S., I had the opportunity to go visit the Grand Canyon and camped on the northern rim, went down into the canyon, rafted the river, slept on the riverbanks, and then rafted out the next day. And I'll never forget, um, our guide was telling us that the canyon walls tell a story and it's really a story of disaster upon disaster upon disaster like a landslide a mudslide a volcano a drought an earthquake and there's this huge divide in the middle of it and so i was just looking at those canyon walls and i just thought man this is such a picture of what so many of our hearts look like after this crazy and chaotic and sad hard year disaster upon disaster, loss upon loss, wound upon weary wound. And there in the middle of all of that brokenness, at the very pit of the canyon, there was a river running through. And I just had this realization that as it turns out, there is a current of God's love that runs deeper than our deepest pain, ache, or sorrow, and that will carry us when it feels like we can't carry on any longer. And so I just, I don't think I've ever seen a picture in nature in recent memory that, that depicted the gospel as well as that. And so I left, I left the Grand Canyon and I just went home and, and wrote a whole, wrote the record basically. <laughs> and, um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this kind of universal truth that, that water always moves to the lowest place. And so does God. So not only is there a lot of pain in this album, there's so much redemption, so much joy at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> it is true. I think I learned this year that, that grief and lament are necessary parts of our journey. Um, and as I allowed myself to grieve and lament both things in my personal story, for the first time um, in in my life, and then also to grieve and lament uh, global sorrow and suffering in a way that I never have before, I ended up encountering the nearness and the kindness and the tenderness of God. And there was something about knowing that I could be held even in the pit of sorrow uh, that emboldened me and that freed me up to sing and to rejoice even in the midst of a valley. Another thing that you mentioned that I really love is when you talked about the stars and even though you're in one of the darkest places and we can reflect on that as it is in the world right now, there's so much brightness. There's hope. That's right. Yeah. They told us the night that we slept on the riverbanks. Um, it's so funny. Our, our guide was not so much a person of faith per se. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his story is, but I was like, you are preaching the gospel. Cause he said, there's this thing called the rim effect. And it's, you know, he just said tonight, you need to make sure you wake up in the middle of the night because once the moon sets behind the Canyon wall, you are actually further away from the stars than you'll ever be. Um, because you're over a mile into the surface of the earth. So it will be one of the darkest places you've ever been in your life. But because it's so dark, 
the stars will appear closer and they'll shine brighter than ever before. And that's exactly what happened. I woke up in the middle of the night and it felt like the stars were hovering right above my face. (laughs) I just thought, what a beautiful picture of who God is, light of the world. I mean, he's the one who, who spoke light into existence in the first place. But I just love that image. I love that he left a trail of breadcrumbs all over creation because he knew maybe that we might forget um, who he is and how he draws near even in the midst of the darkest nights of our soul. It's amazing how the simplest things that we're surrounded by and that we're seeing more nowadays because we're cooped up at home. And one of the only things we can do is go outdoors. We're surrounded by creation. We're surrounded by this beauty that we sometimes forget about. It's true. (laughs) It is. I remember um, seeing something right after safer at home restrictions happened. One of the most Googled searches was, are the birds louder? Even with like traffic slowing down, it's like, I felt, I feel like, you know, the Bible says that creation, that the heavens declare the glory of God. And, and I've written some children's books about this concept. And I feel like my record Canyon is sort of the adult version of these children's books that explore this idea that if creation is singing a song, how does the chorus go? Like what, what are the words? What is God saying through the earth? And, and in the midst of so much sorrow and grief and isolation, um, and quiet and margin that we've sort of been forced into, um, there is this, I do feel like the song of creation in some ways has been turned up and maybe we all needed that, especially in this season. Definitely. I've never looked at so many birds and squirrels out my back window ever in my entire life. And I've never enjoyed them as much as I have this year. Um, I know. Same. And I don't know <laughs> what it was like for y'all weather-wise when we first <laughs> entered into this yeah. COVID-ness. But in Tennessee, um, we it was spring. And so in the midst of so much death and loss and sorrow, uh, I felt like there was this imagery right outside of our window, which was good because that's Mm -hmm. about all we could see, was this image of branches and trees that looked dead, ground and grass that looked brown and hopeless. And then all of a sudden, this like new bright green life was springing forth from dead places, sort of whispering and reminding us that even in the midst of loss and sorrow, Loss and sorrow and death in, in the story of the gospel, they, they never get the final word. And so I am, I remember my husband one day, we have a, a tulip poplar tree that's in our backyard. And he came to me one day and he goes, I never knew a tulip poplar tree blooms. It has flowers, Ellie. And I was like, yeah, it totally does. And we'd always been too busy to to see it. He had been, he just hadn't noticed. And so there is something beautiful about, uh, the slowing down nature of this season where we can hear the song that nature's been singing to us all along. And speaking of that song Canyon, uh, I love the video as well, because you actually went into the Canyon to shoot this. Tell us about that. We did. I will never forget the call with my manager. Um, when I just, I, I, 
left the Green King and I wrote King in and a bunch and the rest of the songs really that are on the record. And I called her and I was like, so I really, I'm going to need to find a Canyon that we can have a photo shoot in where I can like dance in a river. Uh, do you think you can make that happen? And so we ended up in big bend national park in Texas and the, the video that we shot is actually in Santa Elena Canyon and that's the Rio Grande River that's that's running through that you see in that video. And what's so cool, we actually shot that on election day, which huh. in the United States was such, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, it was such a divided day in our country. Mm-hmm. And it's been a divided, it feels like a divided time in the world in general. It's cancel culture. Strangers are hating strangers on the internet. It just (laughs) is kind of a, um, I don't know. It feels like a very divisive time. A lot of different issues, um, that feel like they split us apart and, and man, it was such a beautiful place to be in the midst of that, uh, time in that park. It's one of the darkest skies in in the US um because it's really in the middle of nowhere there's not a lot around it and so um it was a beautiful thing to be in that place um where it was really dark but again the stars were shining so bright we filmed um videos that was filmed during sunrise and then we filmed in the midst of the night as well um and it was just it felt like creation song of of God reminding us that light is stronger than the darkness, um, that there's a river running through our deepest sorrow and pain. We, we just had the physical reminders right there on that really divided feeling heavy day. (laughs) And so I am just so grateful. I'm grateful that we got to be there in that moment. And I'm, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we as followers of Christ are invited to be to join up as molecules in that river of living water, you know, that runs like streams in, in the desert and in the wasteland, or that we get to be light bearers, image bearers, um, shining into the darkness of this weary world around us. And so it was a really, it was a really beautiful time to be reminded by creation of who we're still held by in these divided times. And then, of the work that we're called into in these divided times. It was absolutely beautiful to be able to hear the lyrics and to actually see you in the canyon. It just went together <laughs> so well. Another thing that I thought was amazing is the fact that you filmed this with five women. Yes, yes, it's huge. <laughs> and, you know, it was that was an amazing trip. Um, and, you know, we we debated a lot because travel and COVID, it just is hard. It's, it's a, you're, you're taking risk and weighing cost and all, all of that with, with, with travel and in the U S and anyway, it was a, it felt like uh really, it was one of the first trips most of us had taken, but what happened on that trip, I remember praying that it would just be a time where we would each experience our own levels of healing. And I I think women are so amazing. I think we were made to carry things. Um, And I don't just mean children, like other people's burdens and sorrows and joys. And so um, I very intentionally chose this group of amazing women 
uh, to sort of help me carry this vision and this story forward into the world. And I think all of us experience some level of healing and deeper connection with each other, with with this current of love that's running through everything. It was a really, we call it our big bend babes trip. (laughs) (laughs) It has been, it has been, there's been a sisterhood that's been created with this kind of incredible team of women. My management team is, is, uh, largely women too. And, and I'm just, I'm so grateful to get to link arms with other women who are mothering more than just children. They're mothering things that are being birthed into the world, different beauty, different kinds of beauty, different kinds of conversations and all with a different particular set of skills. And so it was just a delight. And also a reminder that women are also very strong. Yes. yes. As it turns out, uh, maybe stronger than some of us realized. And so I am, um, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the community. Um, and to get to, to, I mean, I've got a daughter, uh, who's eight and, and for, to get to tell her about these incredible women who are, who are just on their A game in their different spheres of, of work and, um, who are excellent at what they do and at their craft. And so to get to show her that for her to be able to see, I think more and more, my hope is that young women would be able to see a mirror for themselves in different, um, arenas of work and, and calling. And so for her to get to see sort of a mirror image of herself, she could imagine herself as, as a photographer, a videographer, a stylist, or a manager. It's like, Hey, really the, the world is your oyster. You really can be anything. You can be exactly who God made you to be. And there's not some glass ceiling for you. And I hope that we're creating more and more of a world where, where that's the case for, for young women. And going back to your album, Canyon, what can people expect? We've heard Canyon, we've heard another single. What overall can people expect sound-wise and lyric-wise from this album? You know, I I hope that this, I think that this, what my, my record Canyon, I guess I'll say I hope what this does is that it will echo from the deepest mountains, from the deepest valleys to the highest mountains to remind every beating human heart that they are beloved even in their most broken place. And that as it turns out, we've always got a reason to sing. And so I kind of hope that it turns up the volume of the song of love that God sings over every single beating human heart. Um, It sounds triumphant. It sounds um, overcoming. It is very joyful, even though it was written in the midst of deep sorrow. And I think there is this deep joy and assurance and peace that I've encountered as I've, as I've experienced the presence of God in the midst of some of my deepest sorrow and in the midst of global deep sorrow, um, God is present even there. And so I hope this record will sound like the, like a deep sound of relief of laughter that as it turns out, we are in fact the object of God's affection. Um, and we have a reason to dance and to sing. For those who want to hear that song, they want to find out about the album. They just want to know what's going on with you. How can they go about doing that? Absolutely. You can find me on all of the social media things at Ellie Holcomb, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
YouTube. Um, but ellieholcomb.com has a link to anywhere you'd want to stream the music or watch the videos. Uh, or if you're a physical vinyl record kind of buy-in person, you can find that stuff there as well. And for that person that's sitting at home going, I know I can't get through this right now. I am stuck. There is no water running through anything. There is no river running through. What would you say to that person? I would say, I'm so sorry that you're there. I've been there as well. And I'm really grateful to have known, uh, having walked through many of those seasons myself, that even when it feels like God isn't present, uh, that it doesn't change the fact that he is. (laughs) I think sometimes maybe the water feels like underground reservoirs that we can't really see or perceive. And so I would just tell you um, that I know it feels like this may kill you, but uh, if, if it's not all right, then it's not the end because the gospel story is that in the end, everything will be all right. And so um, I just want to remind you that you're beloved even there and that you're held even there and and that there is there is water running and if you can breathe deep you can know that even as you breathe you're saying the name of god when you don't know what to pray (laughs) and and he's going to meet you right where you are thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me colleen it was an honor to be here with you and thank you so much for joining us today don't forget to subscribe we'll talk to you again on connections